Ah, what a beautiful day. <laughs> Just a glorious day. Australia winning the first Ashes Test this morning. Uh, quite extraordinary. Rain delay, didn't get on till after 2 o'clock local time. Then Australia chasing down the runs. Solid contributions. But when we're, when we're 8 down and 55 still to go, I don't know how many of you thought we could do it. Oh, I certainly didn't. I thought England crowd, you know, hanging out of their tree. Eight down, Pat Cummins, Nathan Lyon at the crease. Only Josh Hazelwood to come. I, nah, 10, 20 runs. <laughs> That's probably as much as I thought. Pat Cummins has played innings of a lifetime. Not the first time he's done it, but hasn't done it for a long time uh, with his 44 not added. A couple of sixes. Imagine the... You you, you spoke about um, uh, balls in the first... Uh, out of the program and testicles and all sorts of things. The balls you've got to have to, to, to hit sixes when you're chasing runs. Like Pat Cummins, positive. They they scored her almost five and over, Lyon and Cummins. But to, mm. to, you know, to, to, to chance the hand and hit a six when you're on that run chase, knowing the backlash and that. But big Cummins Pat. must have been seeing him well. Yeah, he's got a set on well. him, Big Patty. 44 not out. So how good? Where does it rate? Where does it rate in uh, great Australian sporting moments of the last... Uh, I don't we're going all time, but we can certainly say over the last, you know, four or five years, if you had a better moment? Um, it's absolutely fantastic. Let us play Adam Collins in the commentary chair. SEN, full coverage of the Ashes series. Can't wait for Test 2. But Adam had the thrill of calling the winning runs. Robinson, the Cummins, steers it down to third man. It's got plenty on it. Will it reach the rope? They'll get at least a couple. Dive in. It's full run. No. It's knocked no. over the boundary rope. <laughs> Pat Cummins drops his battered helmet and wheels away in celebration due to a stunning unbeaten stand of 55 here this afternoon for the ninth wicket. Cummins and Lyon have led Australia to one of their greatest assist victories by two wickets. Still made me laugh. David Fleming in the background, the bowl, bowlologist, you know, has great insight. And in the big moment, all he's got is... Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> kept on I think laughing. you said no before that. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> what a shame. The misfield, Harry Book. What a, what a shame. What a shame. Uh, Adam Collins, as I said, had the thrill of calling it. Not just, you know, um, being part of the team, but the thrill that he can go now the rest of his life. Hang his hat up. Yeah, I called it. Adam Collins has been good enough to stay up late. He's on the line. How are you, Adam? Morning, gents. Yes, I'm on the freeway back uh, from Birmingham to London. And as you say, this will doubtless go down as not only one of the great Aussie sporting moments of recent years, but I genuinely think one of the great Ashes Test victories for so many reasons. Were you as sceptical as everyone else, Adam, uh, when it was left to Cummins and Lyon to get those winning runs, or did you have faith? Oh, no, I think if you go back and listen to the tape, I said that could be the winning moment when Terry was caught in bowl, but it just felt like with 54 to get at that juncture, um, needing to do so in 15 overs, which wasn't for nothing either. The scoring rate really dried up at different points uh, after T when some wickets fell, but it was going to require some really enterprising batting, and you know, the Cummins sixes back-to-back, uh, that gave them a chance to believe again. I think that we thought... Oh, Adam's line dropped out. We'll, we'll just definitely um, try and get him back. As he said, he's on the motorway. Birmingham down to London. Yeah, and, and touching on the sixes of Pat Cummins certainly you know, would change the entire mood. Even um, at the start of play, Scott Boland hanging around for a little while would have improved the mood, but then once 
few wickets started to tumble. Uh, Adam, as you were saying about Pat Cummins and that positive approach hitting the sixes. Yeah, well, that's right. So, I mean, we were just talking in the back of the commentary box at that point that maybe the draw might be the best place for Australia to go from that point, given that everything that had gone before them, that they scratched so desperately hard to get back into test match after getting basballed on day one, getting declared on, and then being 2 for 29 early on Saturday morning, or ever the golden duck from Labrachane Gills for a 10 day. But from there, batting out a draw might be the best scenario. But, I mean, Cummins, maybe he took some inspiration from the way that England have been playing test cricket, thumping two balls down the ground off Joe Root. He just picked up the kid of uh, Alex Terry, and he'd be bowling pretty well. He actually held up an end excellently after tea. Um, that gave them belief, and then Nathan Lyons played a shot that he'll dine out on forever to make it uh, seven runs to win, clipping over mid-wicket like he was with Richards. Uh, and the rest is history, really. They got there with that that last moment, the seer to third man, carried over the boundary by the fielder, uh, which got them the win with about six overs to spare. So, um, look, but it wouldn't have been possible if not for Cummins going hard then. And, Rossi, the point you made as well, if, if Cummins holds out at that point and Australia lose by, you know, 40-odd runs or whatever it is with Hazelwood, the last man in, He's copping pelters this morning. That does take guts to play that way. Um, it does take trust and bravery in equal measure. And, and the fact that it was Cummins as well, who's been a lightning rod to criticism for all sorts of reasons that have nothing to do with cricket, the, uh, the change of coach last year, the fact that he believes in climate change. I mean, Cummins has been absolutely hammered so many different things from different parts of the Australian community. This would have fed into that narrative, um, despite how brilliant he's been as Australian captain, winning in Pakistan, doing enough in Sri Lanka, doing enough in India to make the World Test Championship final. He bowled one of the decisive spells of the World Test Championship final last week to win here in a test match where they were so far behind. The in-swinging Yorker to Ollie Pope yesterday to take his off stump out of the ground just when England were motoring on that fourth morning, so he changed the energy of that third innings. And to finish it with 44 not out after making a really important 38 in the first innings, it was basically the perfect test match from him and he copped a lot of criticism as well for his defensive fields. So I think if you look back and you view it um, with the benefit of hindsight, he was trying to combat what England were doing the best way he saw fit on an absolutely dead flat surface by conserving runs and protecting boundaries. And I think now, five days later, uh, we see validation in that approach as well. We used to talk about uh, Adam when he first came into Test Cricket um, Cummins potentially being a, an all-rounder and that kind of went quiet and his batting's been a little bit off the past couple of series. Um, were you surprised with how sturdy he looked out there with bat in hand? It's, it's not surprised. I don't think that's the right word. I mean, he spent 90 minutes in, in the indoor nets during the lengthy rain delay in the first session earlier on today. So he obviously knew that he needed to get right in the zone for it. And from time to time, he has that very... He's gone through a tunnel, or, was he? Um, in the last couple of years. Okay. Whereas um, when he's been on the attack, and we saw that in, in short-form cricket, he's been able to make bulk runs in the T20s where he plays for in the IPL and, and that kind of thing. So he's always had it in him, but I suppose the weight of being the Aussie fast bowler, picking the bowling, having to bowl so many overs, the captain in more recent times as well, it, it usually takes its hole somewhere, and that's probably been with his batting. So I wouldn't expect him to become an all-rounder tomorrow, but the fact that he had to do it, one spot higher up the order than what have otherwise been the case had Mitchell Stark been there. So they've added a responsibility of being the number eight. Um, again, it kind of, it's a top of a, a brilliant week and a famous victory. 
Quick word on Usman Khawaja, Adam. I'm watching um, Usman, who been there, you know, question marks any over his form in England and what have you. But boy, oh boy, um, almost unflappable, wasn't he? Well, remembering that he came into this test match with a batting average in England, I think of 17 or 18. So, yeah, you're right, Bossy, that there were questions, not so much over his place in the team. That'd be stretching it because, of course, he's... His form, uh, his, no one's made more test runs than Usman Khawaja since his recall to the side in January last year. So it wasn't so much about his spot, but there was questions on just how effective he could be in England. And uh, look, to an extent, he was probably helped by the fact that these weren't typically English conditions. But let's not detract from the performance. 518 deliveries he faced in the test match. Not even Bradman faced that many balls in a test match in England. So that goes to how patient he was and... The contrasting approaches taken by the teams where England were trying to speed the game up, that's basketball. Uh, Australia were trying to play it on their terms and drag it deep. And as my colleague Daniel Norcross said a number of times before the test, the best antidote to baseball was batting for a long stretch of time. Usman Khawaja was the rock from which they were able to build from uh, early on in the test when they needed the foundation laid, especially after losing Warner and Labuschagne in quick succession. Those partnerships with Smith, and Head and Green and Carey in the first innings and doing a similar thing in the second innings, facing 193 balls. And look, that doesn't look like an impressive strike rate, but believe you me, the balls he faced were as important as the runs he made in that fourth inning, just making sure that there was a stable person to build around down the other end. Yeah, beautiful stuff, uh, Adam. And now we can't wait for second, third, fourth, fifth test. All on SEN. People were, you know, talking. People have been texting us this morning. It's just like old times. You go to bed with a with the radio or the phone under the pillow with the commentary on, and uh, people have woken up and listened and heard it. So uh, your reach as part of the SEN commentary team would be massive. The audience tuned in uh, this morning and, and right over the last five days. Can't wait for the second test to start. Yeah, thanks. And we're proud of that. We've put a lot of work into building a, a top-class SPN cricket team over the last four years, both at home and away. We've done this in multiple countries now, and it's a huge team effort. And, yeah, proud to lead it over here and can't wait for Lords. Great stuff. And we'll replay the uh, winning runs many times throughout the day here on SEN. Adam <laughs> Collins, safe driving there, getting back home to uh, uh, London. Adam Collins, SEN cricket commentator, who was uh, in the chair when Australia hit the winning runs. Little misfield. Pat Cummins, 44 not out. Australia, giddy up. Uh, one up. Uh, this one. So on the text, Kiwi J says, so the master stroke putting in Boland as the night watchman uh, the evening before instead of Lyon. That usually is Lyon's job, but Lyon was there to hold up one end at the end. So a little switcheroo on the um, on the night watchman. Yeah, lots of little things. Lots of drop catches. Lyon and Cummins were dropped, by the way, for our listeners who were tuned in. They were both dropped in the chase for runs. So uh, that was uh, another factor there. Vossi and Brandy here. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget, you can listen live to the show every weekday morning from 6 till 9. Tune in through 1170am in Sydney or anywhere in the world through the SEN app.